0: Hey guys, it's Gary Nurchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, uh, what you're about to listen to is a interview I did with the CEO of Anchor. Anchor has been a uh, app that I've been following for quite a while in the voice space. I thought this went really well, and and in general, for a lot of people that are uh, looking to start podcasts, this is a really interesting. Uh, Place to maybe do so. Um, just definitely check out what I'm doing on Anchor, um, uh, and uh, and I hope you enjoy this interview, Gary. How are you? Good. How are you? Super, duper well.
1: Cool. Thank you for taking the time. I'm uh, I'm glad we could do this.
0: I am too, my friend.
1: Yeah. No. Totally. Very excited to talk to you. And uh, also, it's been awesome to to see you on Anchor lately, engaging with your audience and hearing your your quick voice thoughts. So, uh, hope you've been enjoying that.
0: Um, I have I also. Have. I really, I love a lot of your updates.
1: Thank you, thank you. Also, uh, I've been watching. I've been very dedicated to watching Planet of the App, uh, which is great. I appreciate and, it. Yeah, of course, it's fantastic. for For the people listening who will listen to this later, if you haven't watched it yet, I I highly, highly recommend checking it out on Apple Music. What's that? What's that been like? I mean, what what is it like? You know, being on this. You know,
0: this whole TV show. I mean, look, I think because it's on Apple Music and it's their first show, it's not like it's Netflix or or networks. I think, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch like people trying to discover it. There's a lot of people watching it, which is amazing. It's Apple getting featured in all those places. I mean, look, man, it's a a show that has three A-list celebrities and me on it. It's funny. It's like, it's been, uh, it's like more fun to talk to my mom about it than I think anything else (laughs) has happened. You know what I mean? So you know, awesome. like when you're when you're when you're a little when you're a little immigrant from uh from Belarus to get to the place where you've got billboards in Times Square with Dennis Paltrow, right? Like, you know, it's kind of funny. I guess is the best way to put it. It's
1: amazing. Cool. Well listen, yeah. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I have a couple of quick questions, you know, unless unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we jump yeah. into it, I'll just get right into it.
0: It's rock and roll. Yeah.
1: Cool. So first thing I want to talk to you about is, is being a CEO. So I'm, I'm the CEO of Anchor. This is the first company I've started. Um, it's been an awesome journey the past couple of years doing it. And, you know, I get asked from friends and, you know, other people in tech and things like that, hey, you know, what's it like starting a company? What's it like being a CEO? What's the hardest thing, you know, you, you, the hardest thing you've had to deal with going, transitioning from not being a founder CEO to being a founder CEO? And, you know, I would love to ask you the same thing. Like when you started your first company... What what did yeah. you find to be the most challenging thing or the most difficult thing you well, wish somebody had told you about?
0: I hate that. I hate that. I don't think I'm going to bring as much value to this first question to everybody listening because <laughs> I am such a purebred entrepreneur. Like the more and more I learn this game, the more I'm like, oh, like I'm that, you know, the cook in France right now who was cooking with his grandma when he was two or you know, like the athlete, like Larry Bird, who was taking free throws 40,000 times a day when he was nine. I, you know, I started my first company when I was in sixth grade that became right. meaningful. It was the base, right. you know, I was making three, four, or five thousand dollars a weekend as a baseball card owner. I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people who never created a business that does, you know, $250,000 a year in revenue, right? So I, um, you know, I, I don't know anything else, man. Right. Do you know what All I mean? You know. Like, like, yeah. like what's the, what's the, it's, what's the best and the worst part of being a CEO, which is everything's on you, the ups and the downs. Let's use anchor from afar. We don't know each other that well, but I followed anchor very closely from the beginning. You know, you came out the gate and then there's that two to three weeks when everybody was on your nuts, right? Like you were going to be this thing and like, it was exciting and it was the first time you did this and you're like, Oh man, what the hell am I dealing with? Like Gary B is like talking about it, all these people are talking about it, like VCs are coming at me, people I looked up to in tech care about me, are on the platform. And then for everybody who's listening, tell them what's happened over the last twelve to fifteen months. You have that high and then the low comes and you're and you're trying to build the product and, and the articles aren't being written about it and you're actually have to operate and you actually have to build something successful. And uh, and there's a lot of Competition and there's the other flavors of the week, right? So like the loneliness of that is real.
1: Absolutely, and yeah, so no, like, you I, know, I, I totally
0: one, agree. One, I I assume from afar, you know, one week you're like, oh my god, I'm the next, you know, Instagram, and then like a week later, the market doesn't care, and and that's what entrepreneurs have to deal with. Like everybody's excited when they start their company. What happens a month later?
1: Absolutely. And and I think that for me, like that you're right, that is something that I went through for the first time and sort of had to learn and sort of had to how to adapt and how to navigate. And I'll tell you what, it's been it's been an amazing learning experience, right? figuring out how to actually 100%. grow, how to actually grow, and how to actually sustain and build products and build features that drive value over time. Uh, because you can't you can't survive off of a launch, off, off of a splashy launch, right? Um, you have to you build a product no, that people no, come back to every no day. There's no
0: influencer. There's no influencer that's going to give you a shout out or or Recode or Wall Street Journal or Vox or TechCrunch saying that you're the next big thing. That's going to mean anything at the end of the day. It doesn't totally. matter how you're it doesn't matter how you're how your Projected to end up, <laughs> you know, like your 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 you know your pre draft analysis means shit, and re- what matters is what happens when you hit the field.
1: Right. So I, I think so. First of all, totally agree, and I think that's actually a great answer. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I that I think has been the hardest thing for me that I would love to see, or love to learn how you handle, because I think this is still relevant. This is probably still relevant to you. Today, just as much, you know, as it was a while ago, or earlier in your career, but as being a first-time founder, first-time CEO, I think one of the big things for me is figuring out how to balance being obsessed with my business and thinking about it literally twenty-four-seven, and and how to be a, a guy that can a spend time being? with family,
0: being a human being,
1: right? Yeah, family. I have a new, I have a new daughter. You know, I have an eight-month-old daughter. I have a wife. I have family. You know, like. How do you balance those two? And you've been doing it for a while, so I'd love to hear your perspective.
0: You know, first of all, congratulations, baby. It's incredible. Oh, uh, eight months. Just had eight month. eight months. Eight months. God, it. Still, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, well, first of all, I think the real true unlock on this issue, for everybody who's listening, is to not judge yourself unfairly. Uh, you know, the only standard you need to be held accountable is to you and your partners and ultimately, right. long-term, your child. So I don't care what the current politically correct version of work life balance or balancing the question that you just asked is. It's just it's it's gotta be yours. It's gotta be you and your wife and and, and I promise you, your eight month old daughter, you know, child, girl or boy? Girl? Sorry? Girl,
1: girl, daughter. Juliet. Yeah.
0: Your eight month Juliet is not gonna remember when she was eight months old. Right. Like <laughs> now. Now are there, do I believe like holding her and kind of like do like, yeah, I think there's some things there, but like, look, I didn't know my dad for the first 14 years of my life and he slept in the same house with me every night of my life. He just worked every minute and we have the greatest relationship. I have more love, compassion, respect for my dad uh, than, than the majority of people on earth. That's just the truth. And so there's no, and then there's other people that spent every minute with their kids and they didn't do the right thing for at that time or this, that and the other thing. I mean, I just think this whole notion of like, what's the right thing is ludicrous. I think you need to try to do what feels right to you, then what feels right to your partner. And I'm saying that very carefully. I feel like everybody who's listening has to do what is right for themselves first. Because if you're doing something to appease your in-laws or your partner or the current political correctness system, you will lose. Yeah. Because you'll eventually break down and you'll regret, you know. What human wants to look at their child in 27 years and when they see them, blame them for not following their dreams? Totally agree. The answer to my question is I try my damnedest. I think about it every day. I obsess over my business every second. I obsess over, am I doing the right thing as a parent, as a father, as a a husband, as a brother, as a a son, as a human to society. And you let the friction of that ambition play out every day. And some days you win and some days you lose. You never give a fuck what anybody thinks about your wins or losses. I,
1: I like I like how you boil it down to a day by day thing. I mean, I think there are things that come up in in business all the time that you know is this a big picture thing or is this a day to day sort of micro thing? And I, I like the idea of tackling this on day to day. As long as your heart's in the right place and you're doing it for the right reasons, every day you just do the best job you can do to balance both. That's
0: exactly right. You're exactly yeah. right. Like my intent on a macro is always in the right spot. I'm trying to build the biggest building in town. I don't try to do it at somebody's expense. I'm trying to maximize. my my talent. I'm trying to build a team. I'm trying to build great products and services. I've never sold anything I don't believe in. I've never sold anything I don't believe in. You want to know why I have so much energy? Why I'm so pumped? Why I'm so positive? Why I'm so hyped? It's because I believe. It's awesome. So yeah, it is, the first right, like like yeah, it's incredible. And like, honestly, I, 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 I now, now that I'm way. I can feel it from afar. And I and, and what's really interesting to me is I'm now I'm a little bit more mature businessman. I didn't realize there was an alternative. I didn't realize right. people <laughs> sold shit they didn't believe in. I didn't realize that people valued money over legacy and honor. I didn't realize that shit. And right. by the way, that doesn't make me special. That makes my parents special. That makes my circumstance special. When I when I when I talk about all this stuff. It's a, it's a nod. It's a tap. It's a hat to my parents and to America, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's awesome. So I don't know if you remember this, but you and I first met. I was actually I actually interviewed at Vaynermedia with you and AJ um, a while right. back. Yes a, a friend brought me in uh, Dan Grossman. Yes, and uh, yes. it was early days, Vaynermedia. It was I mean, you guys were were definitely established and up and running, but not as big as you are now. and it's by the way, been incredible what you've been able to accomplish with Vaynermedia. I imagine to to make that happen, you have to hire and you have to grow very, very quickly. And uh, I find that hiring is one of the more difficult things to do in business, to do right, at least. What would you say is the key to growing quickly, but also making sure you're bringing on great people that not only perform well, but also have a positive impact on your culture, right? You could grow too quickly, but you guys have been great at it.
0: We've been great at it by not being great at it, meaning it's about the firing, not the hiring. Dan worked out, right? Right. Had a great five and a half year run with us. I literally hung out with him yesterday and he's no on Snapchat. That's a great run, right? Like, like that, like, but, but, but the way I felt about Dan when I hired him was the same way I felt about X, Y, and Z that didn't work out. And my responsibility as a CEO was to audit and have the humility to say I was wrong. So many people let people stay in organizations because they don't want to admit that they were wrong. It's ego that doesn't allow them to fire.
1: Right, because it's an admission. They feel it's an admission of fault, of, of, of guilt and on themselves. I mean,
0: correct. And I right. think one of the biggest reasons that I'm a successful entrepreneur is, I, is because I like losing and I like admitting that I'm wrong. Right. And, and you know what it makes you? It makes you unstoppable. It's like eight miles last seen, right? right? Right. If Eminem, if Eminem is going to make fun of himself the whole time, what the hell is Papa not going to be able to talk about?
1: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> So like for me for me I love when people like leave comments like you're wrong, Gary. I'm like cool. Like 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 I feel unbeatable because I love my losses as much as I love my wins, so now what? And I think hiring falls unbelievably into that category. I believe people are struggling with this issue far more on their inability to fire, either out of insecurity around confrontation, which is something I struggled with early in my career, or and still to some degree do now, or or the one that I actually think is the driver, ego. Ego around that they're so good at hiring, and then they're willing to look the other way while somebody's creating cancer or, or underperforming with their organization. Right.
1: I it's think interesting I the insight, awesome.
0: man. It's a, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's a really, it's a, you know, I don't hear sure. a lot of people talking about this. I, I know I'm that I feel like I'm so right about it, uh, and I'm really hopeful if somebody who's listening right now gets value out of that and realizes it's a flaw on their end and they should address
1: it tomorrow. Right. Cool. Well listen, so I have a couple a couple questions from some of the listeners actually called into my station. Sure. But before before we get sure. to that rapid fire, I have one okay. more question from me. So you've been on anchor from the very beginning. We talked earlier in the conversation yep. about some some of the ups and downs. You've been watching this space. Uh, I think lately you've been super vocal about your support of audio and how you think that yes. it has a very bright future. What What is that yes. future? What do you think audio looks like a year from now, five years from now? Like What, what is this medium going to look like on the internet?
0: Audio is about to take over. It's going to be the era of audio. It's literally, I, I don't know if it's going to be on the same pedestal that social media is on right now, but it has the potential to be even more significant because it saves price.
1: Because it allows you to multitask. I, I think
0: a hundred percent. Time is the awesome. answer. Right. And, and, and that's why Uber won. Uber sold time. It was efficiency. Efficiency right. always works. I'm obsessed with audio, bro, in a <laughs> real meaningful way. Like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, you know, you're right. I've gotten very, very loud, very loud, and, uh, and, uh, and it's uh, a big deal. I know. You know, it's a huge, huge deal.
1: Well, that's awesome. Okay, so a couple quick questions from the the listeners who commented. And by the way,
0: real quick, to, to bring a yeah. little more value, because I was, I, was, I was a little distracted because D I want to make sure that we were going right. Um, hold on, we got, we're having, sorry, everybody, I'm trying to. Yeah, no worries. We're going no to worries. USA. Oh, awesome. Okay. Hold, on. Okay. hold on, let okay. these guys figure it out. Anyway, sorry, everybody, listening, just trying to get to my next talk. Um, <laughs> I voice not only in podcasting at an anchor, I'm in. Mean, Alexa skills and Google Home like all things around voice you know Yeah. all things around voice
1: yeah I mean I think you see some of the biggest tech companies in the world right now investing millions and millions and millions of dollars into these voice platforms into this type of content um, I think it's a no-brainer that there is a shift happening right now, right before our very eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think everybody's going to wake up and do voice stuff, whether listen, whether interact with a the, with the skill, uh, you know, in your car, for
1: sure. You know, it's unbelievably important. Unbelievable. So uh, there's a caller named Nick Boyle, um, speaking of audio, and he asked... Hey, Michael, super pumped that you're going to be interviewing Gary Vee um, right here on Anchor. Uh, my question that I have for him and, and you actually is when you were first starting to produce audio content, what was the one hack or tip um, that you learned that completely changed uh, how you produced your content or was a turning point as far as being able to bring more value to your listeners? Thank you and uh, looking forward to the interview.
0: Well, at first, I was, you know, the original podcast in 2015 was just a transcription for my YouTube show, Ask Gary V. And now, even a far majority of it is still transcriptions from my day-to-day. I'm a little bit different as you know, I've created like a whole media infrastructure around me as a human being, right? For sure. So Absolutely. Kind of, you know, uh, so I may not be the right person to answer this question for him, but I think, you know, again, as as you heard with my philosophical point of view on hiring, I'm always gonna go to the mental landscape on this. And so the real answer to this is is self esteem. Once you are right. confident, nothing stops you from doing anything, let alone a podcast. The, you right. know, He's worried and many are worried about what people are gonna think. Is it good? You know, am I do I sound weird? And I think so much of why I've been a you know, listen I think I've been a pretty good pioneer of personal brand or human interaction with technology, if you look carefully, it has to do with self esteem. It has to do with I don't care if people are judging me for having a human being following me around with a camera. And then all of a sudden eighteen months later it's the it's not the norm, but it's the emerging norm amongst a group of people and then it becomes a norm for everybody. People thought it was weird that I had a YouTube show, that that was stupid, that that was beneath people if they aspire to do good content. Like, you know, that's, you know, who cares about what you say on Twitter? All I heard from 2007, 8, and 9 was Twitter's stupid because nobody's going to care what you're eating a pizza or what your thoughts are. This is, you know, people forget People thought people told me the internet was a fad. And why would I not open a second liquor store instead of putting all my money into this stupid website? This is forever.
1: This is, you know, it's interesting. I think it's
0: one other thing. Don't forget your thought, but I want to give, I want to tell people how far this goes back. I sold my baseball card collection because I thought baseball cards were going to collapse. And I bought toys at Toys R Us when nobody even knew why I was doing that. And then collecting action figures became a thing. Like this has been my whole life. This is new. And it's all predicated on self-confidence that my mother instilled and that the circumstance of my life instilled. So that's what's holding people back from podcasting. Now tell me where you're going to take them interested the
1: no, I was gonna say I was gonna say I think that confidence that you talk about, it's evident from your literally your very first YouTube video, the very first uh wine tasting that you did on YouTube. I remember watching that video and just being like, Wow, this guy has never done one of these before and he's he's acting like a total pro, like he's done a thousand of them. Like you you got on yeah, that I mean, camera look, and you were like, yeah. We're doing the show and it's gonna be great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an insult. And I and I guess i would rather everybody who's listening right now take a step back and figure out why they're confident overconfident underconfident. uh you're right man like i did that for, I, you know you took me back to february 21st 2006 because i can remember today like i thought it was going to be a good line show. i thought yeah. i would do it better than most yeah. I, mean, I don't know what else to say and you know what's funny i've lost that game i thought that i could open up a bunch of businesses and be the passive partner in, in Forrest with Kyle Bragger or Quartz with Lindsay Ragna, or Obsessed TV with Samantha Addis. three incredibly talented, awesome people, all three companies failed because I'm not a good passive partner. I'm either all in or I'm out. Right. And so if I'm not right. in, then I'm kind of not in at all. Right. Like, and so, and so, you know, you learn. And so I was able to be more transparent when Ben Leventhal and I did resin. Right. Like I know myself now, like, Like if I became the biggest investor in anchors next round, I'd be like, "Listen, man, I care, but like, kind of, you're gonna have to be smart how to use me because it's not even about the economics. It's like either I'm all in or all out. Like I'm a weird dude. So I think, you know, I think, I think uh, you have to know yourself. Self awareness is the ultimate drug." In life, let alone our entrepreneurship.
1: And what's interesting, just to very quickly tie back to one of your earlier answers, this is this is kind of with the with the hiring thing, right, and the firing thing. It comes down to confidence. It comes down to self awareness, and whether or not you're willing to take that ego hit, um, and you have the confidence to stand up and admit you made you made the wrong decision, right? So it's funny how confidence is sort of the thread that, that ties well, all that, this stuff together. Well, that's right, and and, yeah.
0: and 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 confidence and confidence goes in funny places. Like we're doing this interview. I would tell you, listen, I love you and I love this platform. That's why I'm doing it. But it's not the biggest interview of my life, right? <laughs> and I got to tell no. you, we're, your, your phone call comes in. I know it's a hidden number that I'm playing with your platform. I knew it was you. And it's so weird. What went through my mind, which is I literally, literally just went through my mind. I'm like, I'm about to give the best anchor interview of all time.
1: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> you, willing to, you willing to put in that work. Uh, well, this has been I, awesome. You know,
0: it's funny. It's funny. That's, you know what? That was an interesting insight from you. You just said something super interesting to me that I hope everybody paid attention to. I made a very funny kind of narcissistic kind of like hyperbole statement. You interpret it as work, and that's how I interpreted it. <laughs> like the fact that you took what I just said and thanks for putting in that work, I think that was super interesting, and I hope everybody caught it because to me... One of the great things of having a big mouth and having big ambition is you suffocate yourself out of excuses.
1: What do you mean by that? that?
0: Well, I I sometimes wonder if I decided to, to buy the New York Jets as a kid, as a framework that didn't allow me to take it easy or look for the angles. Like when you, I, I realized I had to really go there, right? Like, like, I feel like when you talk shit, you either back it up or you're a real loser, which is why most people don't talk shit.
1: Yeah, people, yeah, people are worried about putting themselves out there and not being able to deliver. So by talking That's a great. lot, <laughs> you, just, you just increase the output required to actually get shit done
0: correct. It forces me yeah. to put in the work Yeah, it's and and I think what people don't see is it's selfless, not selfish. For me, right. I want you to win. I know if I give you a great piece of content right now, given where the life cycle of your business is, uh, it could be impactful if this goes viral. And that is what excites me. And what I don't think a lot of people know is like, I don't do that just when I have financial, you know, I don't have any equity in anchor. You know nope. what I mean? Like, like, like I, you know, I'm doing that because I love the game. I love, I love that I feel like you're doing it the right way. I think that you're respecting startup culture and entrepreneurship, and I want to deliver for you on that energy.
1: Well, I appreciate it. I really do. It's been. I mean, this has been great.
0: So well, I'm glad. Now I got to run to my next place. I love you. See ya.
1: Bye. All right, Gary, take care.
0: All right, take care. Bye <laughs> bye. Podcast listeners, I really appreciate you giving me your ear. I respect it. I appreciate it. You want to one star this shit? Cool. But if you want to five star it, even better.